This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today, and I'm so excited that we get to be with our guest today, Erica Cordero. You're just going to love her and you are going to absolutely just devour her story. It's why I wanted to get her on today. It's really, really powerful. And I hope it will help you to just like be inspired and be inspired to know that anything is possible. Like that's the kind of story that she has. So before we get into it, before I bring her on the show, I just wanted to take a minute to explain why she's on the show, how I know her, and give you a little backdrop to what's going on around here right now. So first of all, I keep things pretty simple. It's part of my secret to being able to get the results I want in my health, in my family, in my work. I just don't make things complicated and I, I'm not trying to do anything super complicated. I like love being a homebody. <laughs> COVID was like an amazing experience for me. In fact, just now I'm like, oh, it's time. It's time to get back out <laughs> the way I was before because I think I got really used to just being able to be at home. And I work on similar things. I've been working on similar things for years, just really being balanced in my own self from the perspective of my body, my mind, and my soul. That I think a lot of that about that when I'm thinking about self-care. I think about my role as a mother, and I try to stay current with that as it grows and evolves now that I have a teenager to two teenagers, I guess, still, and a, and a young adult or a teenager and two young adults. I don't know. It's hard to know which way to look at it. And I'm married to someone I met in high school. So I feel like I'm always wanting to just be as always in love, like we have always been and tend to what's changing and shifting and be a really amazing partner in our relationship. So I think about that a lot. And I, as I said, I love our home. So I'm, you know, always thinking about how that needs to be tended to or upgraded or simplified or organized or whatever the thing is of the day. And I have this work, which I just adore and love. And I keep that simple too. I mean, we have this podcast, 
I I try to get good at social media. I'm not always so great at that. I try to communicate to you via email, which I think we do pretty well. And I serve the clients who are in Flow 365. And I love, love, love that and really focus on how to get everybody better and better results. So I keep things pretty simple around work. Some of my peers have tons of different things they offer, tons of different offerings. And that's just not how we roll around here. I want to keep things simple and focused. And when you're ready, I know you'll jump in. And every once in a while, I do other things. And I feel like 2024 is kind of a year where I'm like pushing it a little bit, like it's time. And one of the things that I've been doing now for a couple years is with my good friend, Sarah Jenks, who's been on the podcast. So hopefully you know and love her by now. And she hosts a lot of in-person live retreats and they are amazing and feminine and ceremonial. It's all about ceremony. And she just really delivers to the people who show up. And when I first met Sarah, I told her that one of the things that was most frustrating to me was that when we go on retreats, we go, well, at least this is the retreats I was going to, we go to these places. And sometimes the places we go to are super nice. But the food is not. And because I think, and it's what we, you know, again, it's like what we do around here, because I think and and really have experienced and know that food and work and family and life, like it's all so connected. And so when I'm in a retreat situation or in a business sort of setting, like business improvement setting, I do a lot of entrepreneurial like conferences, I just always find that the food takes me out of the transformation. And so when I first met Sarah, I think it was like seven or eight years ago, I was like, I hope that you never do that. And she was like, that is such a good point will you come help? (laughs) So when she has retreats a couple times a year, I turn into her wellness doula for a few days and I make sure that everyone there just is so nourished. And it's this like fun experiment that I get to run in my life where I get to like bless the food in ways that I don't always do or don't always remember to do or want to remember to do, but it's like the practice I need. I focus on how to really nourish women in that situation of transformation. I get to really see how spirituality and food are connected. And so pretty much like 80% of the time when Sarah asks, I say yes. And so recent, just last weekend, um, I was with Sarah for six days and she had the most magical retreat for about 16 women. And one of them was our guest today. And when Erica walked in, I just had so many thoughts about her. First of all, she's like, beautiful and just so light and vibrant. And I just like, she just filled the room. 
And with that, I was like, oh, she must, she's so young. She probably doesn't have kids yet. You know, and I heard what she does. She works with energy and she actually does this thing called body code, which she'll tell us about, which is something that I've been working with a different practitioner with uh, in that modality for the past couple of years. And so I love what she does. And so we kept getting in conversation throughout the weekend and Then over the course of the weekend, I started hearing more and more of her story. And you all, this woman who lights up a room has been through so much, like more than I could have even comprehended. And so the more and more I talked with her and the more and more I heard her story and really took it all in. I knew that you had to hear it. I knew we all had to hear it because it is just, it's literally like pure inspiration. And you may or may not be able to relate to the things that she's going to share that happened to her in her life. But I hope that they serve as inspiration to the fact that change really is possible. We do not have to get stuck. We do not have to stay where we are not happy. We can do the work to get out of it. And she shares a couple ways she did that and how she really, one thing led to another. And her like unbelievably hard journey, I mean, it started when she was really young and now she is the mama of four amazing kids. So I don't even want to say anymore because I just want to get her on the show. Like I want you to hear it from her. But the reason she's here is because I do believe that inspiration is a really helpful tool for each of us getting the courage to keep taking the next step. And I hope that this episode is that a little bit for you. So some like real background on Erica (laughs) is that she's an energy medicine practitioner. She's a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and yoga teacher, and she specializes in helping female entrepreneurs heal limiting beliefs, release trapped emotions, and expand their energetic wealth containers through a divine feminine lens. She's just really gifted, y'all really gifted. So I hope that you take it in and learn from her today. And I can't wait to hear what you think. So come find us on Instagram, come find this podcast. And let's have a conversation. What was your aha from today? What are you taking away? How is this inspiring you? Let's chat. And let's with no further ado, get the amazing Erica on the show. Hi, Erica. Welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I'm like literally so excited that we're doing this in this way, and I can't wait to tell everybody how it is that we're doing it. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. Yeah. People need to see what view we have going on right now. Well, so just so everyone listening knows, I'm sitting here in the most amazing retreat center house with Erica, and I just had to share her work with you all. And so I have my mic and I have a computer and we are passing back and forth the mic, which is not how we normally record things around here, but I'm so, so excited. So Erica, we're going to go, I would love you to start like going back. I would love you to tell everybody 
your story, and then I want to bring them forward to the amazing work that you do today. So will you give us the backstory? Will you tell us where you're coming from, what it was like growing up, some of the things that you encountered, and then we're going to get to the next piece. Yes, of course. Also, thank you for having me here. Honestly, I know I said that already, but Mia is magical and her food is magical, but we'll probably get into that later. So my story, I am from the Philippines. I am one of nine. So I'm right in the middle. I have like that middle child syndrome, right? Four older, four younger. And it's so true. I am known as a black sheep of my family. And initially that to me was a bad thing, but present day, that means I am the cycle breaker. And I know, so cool, right? But grew up very, very poor from Tacoma, Washington. One of my earliest memories is of witnessing my father trying to murder my mother. He broke into our house. He acted as an intruder. And I was telling Mia this earlier, but it didn't feel traumatic for me. But knowing what I know now, that really shaped my future in the sense of like, oh, this is how men are supposed to treat women. This is how people love, right? My three-year-old brain did not know. It couldn't decipher that or distinguish between the two rather. And my mom remarried. They divorced shortly after that. And my stepfather ended up molesting me. And what's really insane to me is that I was the only one, the only one out of all my siblings. And we've had these conversations, my siblings and I, and I'm like, are you sure? Like, do you know for sure? And they know for sure. I mean, they're like, oh, he was creepy and whatnot, but there was never any anything that happened to me did not happen to them. And I pushed it away a lot. I never told my mom. I kept it a secret because I didn't want to break her heart. We were really poor. We had nothing. And I saw how much she suffered and how stressed she was all the time. So I kept it a secret. And in doing so, I realized over time I was wreaking havoc on my body. When you keep a secret that big, when you don't express your voice, your body will start to form diseases. Your body will start to signal you physically. I got sick really often. I started gaining weight. I had a lot of like, I had this. Okay. So I used to go to the chiropractor and to get this like pain on my shoulders to go away. I went through physical therapy, almost got Botox injections. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. Like something's got to give here. And really it was just carrying the weight of that secret. But I'll get into that after I finish (laughs) my story. I dropped out of school because of that, because of my stepfather, because everywhere else was not – home was not safe. And I started running away from home at the age of 12 as well. And I remember leaving my house for the first time, scared shitless, but also really exhilarated. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, I'm safe out here. He can't touch me, which is really sad when you think about it. I have children, so I'm like, I can't imagine they would not survive. Let me put it that way. But I had to. And I started working odd jobs. I worked at a fast food restaurant. You know, people always ask me, how did you survive? And I was like, I couch surfed. I didn't eat for days. And when I did eat, it was nutritionally deficient. It was like packaged ramen. That was 25 cents. You know, I survived though. And that led me to make decisions with 
partners, with boyfriends that were not so positive. And I found a boyfriend. Okay, we found each other. And this boy had everything that I thought I wanted. He had money. He had the car. He had this lifestyle. And I was like, I want that lifestyle. How old were you at this point? 17. I was 17 at this point. Close to 18, actually. And one day he approached me, him and his father, and they were like, hey, would you be interested in helping us with the business? So stealing credit cards and swiping it and getting all this information and that would help us and it would also help you because then you'd have money. And I was like, okay, done, sold. So I was working in a restaurant at the time and my boyfriend at the time was sitting there and I would hand him patron's credit cards. And I think it was only four, by the way. It was only four, I remember. And coincidentally, one of the women whose credit cards was taken was a prosecuting attorney's wife. And so we got caught. I completely admitted everything. And I was like, I will work with you. What do you need me to do? There was nothing to say about his father's business, I guess, because it was his father who ran the show. But they were still very scared that I would say something. And every time I went to court going through trial, I was scared for my life because women were waiting for me to like beat me up or kill me. And women where? Women that his father hired. Yeah. And going to prison was sort of a relief when all the trial was said and done. I ended up going in at It was nine days after my 22nd birthday. For reference, I'm 37 right now. So this was, I don't know how many years ago. I'm not, I can't do math right now, but it was a while ago, 14, 15. And I remember thinking my life is over. My life is over. And when you're in prison, it's so interesting because you can't just sit around. They don't allow that. You have to be in a program. You have to be working, making like 33 cents an hour. They want you doing something, which I think is really cool. And I enrolled in the cosmetology program in prison. I learned absolutely nothing, (laughs) but it was enough of a spark to show me like there is something you could do after this. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I got out after a year and a half and I enrolled myself in real cosmetology school. I loved it. My career started with doing hair and makeup for weddings, and then I ended up starting to do hair in my house, and then very shortly after, I think within a year and a half span, I opened up my own salon, and it made great money. My first year, I only had two employees. You know, It was more money than I thought I could ever make in my whole entire life, and I loved what I was doing. It was creative. There was – I made my own hours. I was helping women feel beautiful. It was really, really cool. But my body was like, we don't like this. You are doing something. Well, first of all, I'm 4'11 and three quarters. So I'm like hunched over a lot, like on my tippy toes. So my body couldn't handle it. And within that time, I also had children. I have four kids. And I just didn't know how to mother. I didn't know how to mother while running a business. And I decided I was going to sell my salon and move across the country. So from Seattle to North Carolina. I knew no one in North Carolina, but I knew I needed to move. I knew I needed to get out of Seattle, and I didn't know why. 
we bought our house on the internet, completely sight unseen. And I like to say it was one of the best things I ever did. I think I needed a change of scenery and it helped. I know it doesn't help for a lot of people, but it really, really helped me. But that is, yeah, that's part of my life story. Why did you move? Two and a half years ago. Oh my gosh. That's just like, I didn't even know about the cosmetology part, but and like literally if you all could see Erica's hair since I've known her for five days, it's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, she's just so beautiful. And like, that all makes sense. So that's so amazing. So I, this story unfolded over the course of knowing you the past few days. Like I understood like more and more of the story, I heard more and more of the story. When I first met you, well, I think within the first 10 minutes, because I somehow ask everyone the question of like, who are you the mother of? I knew you had said you were a mom of four. And then shortly after that, I heard that you like to make sourdough bread all the time. So I immediately just thought of this like suburban mom with her four kids, like, you know, just going about life and going to retreats. And it was just like such a different. And then I learned that you do energy work. And then to hear this whole story of coming from that, it's just... It's really unbelievable. And like, it's so inspirational. Mm. So inspirational. Thank you. So you had this like transition, which was interesting because when we were talking before this, I was like, okay, so there was this piece before and then we're going to get into the amazingness of right now. But I was like, what was the transition? So a little bit was cosmetology school. It was a little bit like that was the opportunity that bridged you like across into the the suburban mom I met. (laughs) Into the unknown. (laughs) Exactly. So then you ended up really needing to respond to your body. Yeah. And is that what led you to energy work? Yeah. So what actually happened was I got breast implants put in in 2020, right before the pandemic. And my body did not like it. I gained a whole bunch of weight. And at the time I was lifting weights, like I always was health conscious, but I started gaining more and more. And then it led to Hashimoto's. And then it led to discovering that I have ADHD and dyslexia, which I'm like, okay, cool. Everyone has ADHD nowadays, right? But I push that to the side. I didn't medicate. But it was the breast implant journey that started my whole healing journey. I wanted to feel better and I didn't want my $10,000 that I spent getting them in to go down the drain. I was like, no, I need to feel better. So I started with red light therapy. I cut out gluten. I even went carnivore, the complete opposite of you, Mia. Like (laughs) I was like, this needs to work out. But at the end of the day, I ended up getting it out. And I thought I had this vision like, okay, when I get my implants out, my life is going to be better. And it did not happen. None of that happened. I still felt all the symptoms. And my surgeon was like, oh, give it some time. Give it some time because it can take some time. The body doesn't heal overnight. I was like, cool, 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 cool. That didn't happen either. Did this happen during the pandemic? Like you got surgery literally during the pandemic? Right before. So January 9th, I got surgery. And then like what, 20, 30, 40 days later, the world shut down. But yeah, so I was dealing with all of this during the pandemic, just not feeling okay on top of the emotional stress of the pandemic in general. And I was speaking to one of my friends and she was like, hey, I know you're going through so much right now, but one of my clients just did something called the body code and I haven't seen her in a while and I see her now. 
but she's a completely different person. And she was like, I intuited that this would be perfect for you. And I was like, sign me up. I don't know what it is. I had no idea what it was. I found a practitioner and I signed up and I was like, I signed up for like 12 sessions right away. I was like, this is going to work for me. And it did. I think six sessions in, we were planning a vacation or we had a vacation coming up. And normally prior to then, I would pack maybe like a week before and write down a whole list and just stress about, oh my gosh, what if we forget something? And it was the day that we were leaving and I had not packed yet. And then I was like, wait, I'm also not panicking. This is wild. And I was like, holy crap, it's the body code. This works. And I was hooked. I was like, I need to do this for people. I had like this knowing like, this is how I'm going to help people. This is like my thing. And then my limiting belief set in. It's like, how are you going to help people? This is not what you do. And so although I signed up as a practitioner, I did not have clients for a really long time because I was like, this is not me. But now here I am releasing those limiting beliefs and that is what I do. I help people and I love it. I love it. And we've talked a little bit about this, but I have done some body code work. I didn't know you yet, so it wasn't with you. But it has made a huge, huge difference in my life as well. I first got referred to it for money mindset work from a business coach. And then, you know, body code practitioners are amazing. And so then, we, you know, different lines would pick up and I ended up doing work around like attachment with kids and different issues and attachment, like like different attachments to my family of origin and like what I was holding on to and what, you know, what wasn't mine. And it was, it's just been like, every time I finish, I just feel so good. And just like, that's that feel, that true feeling, I think of release. So I'm a huge, huge believer. So will you tell everybody like how it works? Like what it is and like, and just tell us more about the modality and like what's happening and especially around the passions that you have. Cause I know a lot of the work I got done is also what you do. So I think now that we've excited everybody and possibility and like, I mean, I just hope everyone can just hear in Erica's voice, just like this, the whole story of just where you came from to where you are is literally almost unbelievable. Like, right? Like, I mean, it's like, you can't make this up. Like, really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it gives, to me, it's just like, oh, we all have a chance. We all have a chance to change and shift and be our most authentic selves and find our purpose. And it doesn't always happen. I happen to have three teenagers, you know, two of whom are college age. I guess the oldest isn't a teenager anymore. I forgot that. He's 20. But it's like, at that age, the whole society is telling you that you have to pick what it is that you do. And yeah, I mean, I've changed seven times myself, (laughs) but it's like, no, like we have these paths and it's so cool. And also you can also look back though and see your whole experience and how it led to right now, including like doing the whole, like the whole beauty thing, right? Like it all makes sense. Like it all adds up to exactly what you're doing. All right. So tell us a little bit about, like, tell us more about body code. Tell us what's happening. I'm always interested in how we're spending our time because I feel like one of the things that body code does those sessions, it's like, it's clearing things that some people spend years working on. And so it's like, it really is a shortcut. It's like like a shortcut in a good way, like not a bypassing shortcut, but yeah. like 
it's like, oh, like, why wouldn't we do it this way? Like, why do we make it so hard? Like, that's like the initial, that's really what I feel about that work and the work that you do. So tell us a little bit more about what Body Code does. Okay. So first of all, it's incredible. And I don't just say that about everything. And I know I hold no merit here because no one here knows me. Like, But if you experience it for the first time, you're going to be like, how do they know these things? So I'm going to start off with saying that everything is energy. And the man who created this, his name is Dr. Bradley Nelson. He was a chiropractor for many, many years. And he realized his clients kept coming to him for the same exact pain. And he's like, there is something here. Like, what do I need to do? And he said God came to him in his dreams and told him to create this modality. And he did. And I think this was maybe like 20 years ago. So it's been a while. It's been around for a while. Not open to the public, but he's been using it personally. And typically my clients come to me and they ask me to help them with either a physical ailment like recurring migraines or this knee pain that I felt since I was like 12 years old. It starts off like typically with physical ailments. Interesting. Yeah. Which as we know, as you know, doing the body code, that physical ailments can stem from emotional things that have yet to be processed, emotional trauma, just emotions in general. So I would find it's really tapping into your higher self and asking your body specific questions with a session focus. So let's say, Mia, you were coming to me today because you were like, I get these migraines. We'll use migraines. And I'll ask your higher self, what is causing these migraines? And it could be, and this is actually a real thing, a thing I found in clients, like it could be that your fascia is misaligned, you know, which causes muscle tightness and causes all these things. But that can also be from your an entity or a curse that you've carried on from past lifetimes. We find these things and they're very real things because everything is energy. Energy never disappears. It just transforms, transmutes, it changes its shape. Emotions are just energy in motion. So you can absorb emotions from other people, people around you. So it's really, really important to one, protect your energy, but also be careful about who you're around. Okay. So when you have a migraine or, I mean, in your case, did you go for Hashimoto's? Like, is that why you ended up there? Like, what were you trying to cure? Anxiety. Okay. Anxiety, which for me stemmed from not feeling like it was performance anxiety, not feeling good enough as a mother because I knew nothing. Hashimoto's, my throat was cleared or my throat was blocked because I never shared with my mother what her husband did. Yes. And after my mother found out, my sister told her, was still there. You know, the energy was still lingering and emotion code, body code helped me clear that out. And so I no longer have Hashimoto's. My blood work is completely normal, which was crazy for my doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, what happened? I was like, body code. (laughs) I did tell her. She was like, no, no. (laughs) I don't know what that is, but that's not what healed you. And I'm like, okay. But that's all I did. That's what I know. Everything is energy. So good. Let's go there. Can you tell me more about that? Let's talk more about how everything is energy. Everything is energy. Everything that you see, touch, taste, smell has a unique vibrational frequency. Like this has long been known. It's one of the first things you learn in school that 
matter, right? Like atoms, protons, neutrons, molecules. Those are all – that's all energy. Some are more compact. Some you can't see. Most you can't see actually. And the idea is that emotions, like I mentioned earlier, is just energy and motion. So when we feel something – under normal circumstances, when we're healthy, we can process that emotion out. It moves through us. We feel it. But if we don't want to feel it, if we suppress, we trap it in our bodies. And what I think is fascinating, according to traditional Chinese medicine, is that it's not our brain that generates emotions. It's our organs. It's our lungs. It's our stomach. It's our kidney, our spleen. Yeah. And I think in Western society, that is not – News. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> that is not news to people. Yes, the brain is the processor of the emotions, but it does not generate the emotions. Yeah. So our organs send signals up to our brain. For example, I think your kidney generates fear, anxiety, panic, worry. And so when you feel any of those things, it can trigger like your amygdala to like go off and our amygdala is responsible for our fight or flight response. Right. And then it sends it out to our body again, like this is what's happening, tense our muscles up, tense our fascia up, and then it sends a signal to our gut like, oh no, panic, like tense up, like don't work, fun don't, don't function properly because we have this emotion and it's circulating and we don't know what to do with it because she's not breathing it out. She's yeah. not processing it out. She's not feeling it. Leaning into – the uncomfortability is, I feel like, one of the best ways to not trap an emotion. Breathing through it, recognizing it, feeling it, and also declaring that this is not going to be trapped. I tell myself all that time, don't trap this. Don't trap this. Don't Ooh, do that. Oh, I love that It's tip. all intention. Yeah, yeah, and everybody can do that like every day. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And that's how the body code works. Anything that we find in your session, for example, if clients are coming to me, lately I've been working on a lot of clearing energies from people who want to be more aligned with the energy of abundance and not just financial abundance, but mostly it's abundance of love, of joy, of freedom. And we have these limiting beliefs that we have formed before the age of seven years old. And they are like the root, the basis of every single one of our beliefs, limiting beliefs today. And so along with the body code, there's a new modality called the belief code. And it's just that, releasing limiting beliefs. And again, everything is energy and yeah. you can release these. And sometimes it's not our – it's not – I mean – so, so much was formed before we were seven, but also weren't we born with some of it into us, like from past, like from our grandmothers and yes. their parents. And that's the study, like now they're finding that with genetics, like a lot of this comes through yeah. and is in within us. And we don't, we're not even conscious of it because we don't have a memory because it's not even, it wasn't even ours. Mm -hmm. Have you read the book? It didn't start with you. No. It's fascinating. I'll just touch on it a little bit, but yes, we inherit so much from our ancestors and it could be just from your grandmother or your mother. But in these sessions, we also find what age, if it was not inherited, mm -hmm. if you inherited it, who you inherited it from, how many generations it goes back. And that blows my mind every time. So one of the stories for one of my clients is she has a history of breast cancer in her family. Yeah. And Breast cancer 
again, everything, and I, I don't want this to sound like, oh, it's just an energy. It can be healed. But our genes that we have can express themselves to manifest into breast cancer, yeah. right? So it runs in your family, yes. But you can clear the energy of your genes expressing or experiencing breast cancer in this lifetime. It's highly possible. Yeah. And one of my clients did come to me and she wanted to work on that because she's like, it runs in my family. I, you know, have had a mammogram. They found something. And it turns out that women store a lot of emotions in their mammary glands and in our wombs. But in this particular case, it was in her mammary glands and it was the emotions. I think for her, it went back 40 Two generations, I'm going to have to look at my notes, but it went back really like since the beginning of time, if you think about that. That is like over a thousand years. Yeah. So, and it doesn't always have to present itself as breast cancer. Yeah. It can, and probably was like not being able to nurse your kids Mm. or when you are nursing, getting like clogged milk ducts, fun stuff like that, which is never fun in real (laughs) life, but- there's so many ways that body code can be used. It's amazing. Everyone should try body code. Everyone should try. <laughs> and so, and the purpose really, like, I mean, obviously you signed up for 12 sessions or whatever your first time. And I definitely have been playing with this for a couple of years now. So it's not like anyone's saying that you go to this one session and you're killed for life. It's yeah. like, it's a layer. And I will share that the thing that I really focus on and focus on for all my listeners is the ability to actually that's funny that emotion thing is the ability to stay in motion so like the ability to keep taking the next step whatever that is and that is the piece that i found really helpful about body code is that if i was getting in my own way and i mean when we're in our own way we can just keep trying and trying and trying and it's like hours and then days and then weeks and it's not usually about the thing that we're doing. It's not usually like we really can't record the podcast or write the article or have the conversation. It's usually there's fear or trauma that we don't even understand. And that's what it was like. Then I would be like, okay, I could just go spend this one hour and then maybe be able to take the next step. So to me, that is why it's so valuable. And often I find that as women, we just keep putting the same things on our schedule and there's something that needs to be healed before we're going to ever be able to take action or follow through or be the way that we say we want to be in that thing on the schedule. Agreed completely. So how it has helped me is I did not – I was in therapy for a while mm-hmm. and it therapy did not help me. It was when I discovered the body code that I was able to release the shame I felt for being a felon, release a lot of my – childhood conditioning. So when you're in a session, if your practitioner is doing this for you, typically she will take notes for you. Or a lot of my sessions, every single one of my sessions are done remote. And it's either I'm recording like a solo podcast and releasing these emotions for them, or I will be on Zoom with them, which I think that's really powerful being on Zoom. But when we find these things, we release them and we release them simply with our intention. Mm. Nothing more. If your intention is aligned with how you feel, then magic will happen. And a lot of people cannot make magic happen 
because their intention or they have these energies of like shame, guilt, fear, or sometimes it comes in phrases like I'll never be good enough. No one likes me. I'll never be wealthy. And it is our birthright to be wealthy. Like that is – we are here to be wealthy. There is more than enough money to go around for everyone in the world. But our beliefs hold us back. These energies hold us back. And it's the unseen. You cannot see these things. And sometimes we don't even know that they're there because they've been with us since childhood. It's like your arm. Like once it's gone, you're like, oh shit, my arm is now gone. Like I feel the effects of that. And that's what this was like for me. Once my anxiety was gone, I was like, oh my goodness, this is how people function in the world without breaking out in hives, without crying before everything. Or I wasn't able to watch TV certain times because someone was hanging off a cliff and I would actually feel it. But I can now. Good news, I can. But it has changed my life in many ways and I don't know if I have been able to fully find the words to express how healing this has been for me. And I mentioned to you earlier before this that I find it to be a really feminine healing modality. It is not masculine. We're not in there. I'm not asking you to name the emotion and tell me how it feels in your body, which it can be incredibly cathartic for a lot of people. But for me, I didn't want to feel it. I couldn't. I wasn't strong enough to feel my pain. So this was like slowly peeling back the layers of a rose that has not bloomed or a peony because like those are so beautiful. And when you release these layers slowly, because it is a slower process, but very definite, these emotions never come back once they're released, you start to reveal the real you. And that's what it did for me. I was like, oh, this is who I am. And this is how I'm going to serve people. And this is my magic. And I can think back to everything that's ever happened in my life, all of those shameful moments, all of the things that I did, going to prison, the what have you, running away from home. And I'm just, I look at myself and I'm like, you did it. Like, I'm so proud of you. But also you could not have done it without the body code. (laughs) I promise you I could not. And how often do we tell ourselves we're proud of ourselves? Yeah. Like I don't do that enough, but really I'm just declaring right now that I am. I went through so much shit and I'm here and I'm still me and I don't try to fit in to be like. I like me for me. So good. Oh my gosh. And those four kids of yours Mm. get to meet that person, which is so amazing. Yeah. So amazing. All right. I hope this makes everyone want to go get some body code, but (laughs) or at least tap into your energy. I hope this has been really, really helpful. And thank you so much for sharing your story because it's such a beautiful story. And yeah, such a beautiful story. Thank you. And it's so amazing that no matter what we go through, we can really come out the other side. We can really come out the side. And also really, I feel like you're such a great example of it's really worth understanding everybody's story because I literally could not in a million of years have made up that story about like I you know what I mean like I I would have never gotten to that having met you today you know if you just want your energy is like you have this like bubble of light around you and you're like glowing and you're beautiful and you're this mom of four kids and you carry yourself so tall and like I mean really who would have known it's unbelievable 
It was not always like this. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mia. Well, thank you for all you went through to get to this point where you can be of such service mm-hmm. to so many. Tell everybody how to find you. Well, my website is still under construction. I just deleted everything <laughs> and I hired a real person. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Not just like Squarespace or Showman, like a real person, but I have a landing page. It's mm-hmm. alignwitherica.com. Awesome. That's also my Instagram handle. Align with Erica. We'll put that in the show notes. And is that the best way to like do people like DM you, email you if they're yeah, like interested so in this? I have a contact form on there. They can email me through there. Awesome. Um, but I might put my booking back on my online scheduler. Awesome. Um, I'm gonna lean into that because people need to book with me, right? Like yeah. it, we're in today's modern society, we want instant access. So as my gift, I will open that up. Awesome. <laughs> a gift to myself, actually. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So good. Well, thank you. Did I miss anything? Did we miss anything? I feel like we went through your entire life. Yeah, but I just want to say that Mia is the most amazing cook. Oh, I think I have to throw this in there. Okay. I have to. Okay. Like what I shared with you earlier, Mia and I were sitting at the kitchen table and I had this reading a while ago. And with my friend, and she was like, hey, would you ever have like a business partner or not a business partner? She's like, someone's going to come into your life and sort of like help you with your business. And I was like – and she described someone. She was like, yeah, she's going to have like brown hair. It'll be a little shorter, maybe shoulder length. I see her. She used to do a completely different business, but now she works for herself spiritually. And I was like, I know no one. Like that. <laughs> Absolutely no one. She was like, yeah, she was very, very successful. And I think she also is. told you she was old. <laughs> no. Well, she, yeah, she said older than you. Like she said, I felt like a really mother energy. And I was like, no, don't know her. Not interested. And today we were sitting at the kitchen table and I said to Mia, I like – she asked me a question. I forgot what the question was, but I looked at her. I was like, oh my gosh you're the person. Like I had that like knowing. I was like, this is my person. And I just wanted to share that because it is so cool what we're doing right now. And we just met five days ago, but Mia's amazing. Oh my God. Thank you so much. All right. I will see you all soon. Bye. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action. Action is where change happens. But here's the thing, when we have a goal, a wish, a desire bubbling up inside us, it can feel so big. It is so big. And often we can stop ourselves in our tracks based on how huge our desire is. And the thing is, though, that that stops us from getting the result we want because change needs action. But it doesn't have to be huge action. In fact, I have seen over and over again when we just focus on the next step, the next doable change that we can really integrate into our life, we don't get as stuck and we create so much more momentum. So at the end of every episode, I always encourage you to choose one doable change. I'm going to give you three, but I would love you to choose one and really play with it and work with it and make it work in your life. All right, here are three great ones from my conversation with Erica. Number one, map your way to here. 
We don't want to get stuck in our past, but sometimes it helps to see how you got where you are now. All of your experiences have created the version who you are now, the good and the bad. So map it out and be proud of all of it, because that is how you became you, the you of today. All right, number two, try body code. I love this one because I really do believe this works. You might go for it for a physical ailment like migraines, or you could go for money mindset like I did, and then see all the body things that come up in the meantime. I've really used it for everything. It can help release so many things that show up in our body and block us in our lives. Remember, like anything, I'm, this is not magic, right? It's not one and done, but it's a different kind of session to say therapy. And each session really helps peel back a layer in a different way. And for me, each session also feels really I think the best word is like relaxing. At the end of it, I feel really nourished and relaxed, even if we've tended to some hard stuff during the session. So in that sense, it feels pretty magical. All right, number three, stop trapping emotions. Trapped emotions are trapped energy that can literally wreak havoc in our bodies and in our lives. So we might have some that we need to clear from our past, but right now going forward, we can stop trapping them. We can get good at not trapping them. Let's say that. So try something like breath and breathing through your big emotions and reminding yourself not to let them get stuck. The second we start pushing down our emotions, we're basically pushing them into our body and getting them stuck there. So if we can feel all the feelings and breathe through that and really process them as we're having them, they will not get stuck. So this is a practice situation, right? This really isn't something that we can just say we'll do and do. It takes practice, but oh my goodness, it is so worth it. All right. I hope you love these three doable changes. I cannot wait to hear which one you choose. Definitely head on over to Instagram and tell me all about it. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 